0: talking about my two favorite things, right? Photography and sports. If you're a sports fan, Mm -hmm. just such a treat.
1: I'd add that if you're a sports fan and a photographer, you're in for a treat as well. Scott Kelby is sharing stories, insights, and tips during episode 117 of the EOS Photographer Podcast. Hi there, Canon friends. Welcome to the EOS Photographer Podcast. If you are learning photography using your Canon gear, you're in the right place. Here, we speak with great photographers and extract practical lessons for you. From Rebels to 5Ds, the gear you own is the gear we'll feature. Now, here's your
0: host, Linford Morton.
1: Hi there, welcome to episode 117 of the podcast. This is Lynn, and I am so excited to share this episode with you. If you're an NFL fan, you know that we are on the eve of a new season. So I thought that might be a good time to talk about photographing football. And who better to talk to than Scott Kelby. For a photographer and sports fan growing up in a football town, there's one question you always dream of hearing. Hey, would you like to shoot from the sidelines of an NFL game? Well, for Scott Kelby, that dream came true. He shot for three years as the backup wire service photographer and another six years as the primary wire service photographer covering his hometown Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And as you might expect, that experience comes with lots of great stories, not to mention helpful photography lessons. I'm talking photography and sports with the Scott Kelby. If there is one question, one piece of advice I regularly hear whenever I teach, it's the question, which lens should I buy next? Now, many times it's someone who is still shooting with the kit lens that came with your camera. You realize that your pictures are okay but you don't have the impact that you've seen from other photographers. And there are tons of lenses and an alphabet soup of designations. So how can you make an intelligent decision when you have to wade through all that information? Well, that's why I created the Ultimate Guide to Canon Lenses. It's a free course designed to help you get up to speed on all things lenses and Canon. you learn the basics of lenses. you learn Canon's designations and what they mean. You'll learn the popular lens categories. You'll learn what the quality factors you should look for when you're looking at lenses. And finally, we answer the question, which lens should you buy next? You can start that free training at learncanon.com forward slash lenses. That's learncanon.com forward slash lenses. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess you know who Scott Kilby is. But just for fun... Let's go through his resume. He's the president and CEO of Kelby One, the online educational community for creatives. He's the editor and publisher of Photoshop User Magazine. He's the conference technical chair for the Photoshop World Conference and Expo. He's the host of the influential weekly photography show, The Grid. He's the founder of the annual Scott Kelby Worldwide Photo Walk, which I'm leading one of them in New York City. And that's the world's largest social photography event. And he's the training director and lead instructor for Kilby One live seminars and an author of a string of best selling books. The man is busy, I tell you. But if you follow Scott, you know he creates professional quality images of a wide variety of subjects and genres travel, automobiles, people, architecture. Yet, when you strike up a conversation about sports photography, the kid comes out. Here's my chat with Scott on sports photography. Well here I am with Scott Kelby. I don't I won't bother introducing him because everyone knows who he is. So Scott how are you? <laughs> I'm awesome Lynn thanks. <laughs> um, So Scott and I were, were just talking football a little while ago. I think we all know Scott is an exceptional sports photographer and I just wanted to to explore that a little bit with you, Scott, if that's okay. Sure, I love sports. <laughs> Excellent. My favorite
0: topic <laughs> is it. Excellent. Yeah, take okay. so, take something you love, like sports, and then marry it with photography, and it becomes a really fun topic. <laughs> and, and, and
1: that's some good general guidance I've heard before. Photographers, I like, who who was that? So basically, find something else you love, and then pair that with photography, and you'll find that learning photography becomes much easier for you, and you have a different level of understanding.
0: Oh well, yeah, we're stuff. also more willing to practice if it's something you love. You know, if you mm-hmm. like, I love to travel. I'm very willing to travel <laughs> and practice travel photography because I love travel. And so, you know, it's like it, you're putting things that you love together. Sure, it doesn't feel like practice when it's fun. Sure. So when when did you actually
1: start sports? Starts with sports in well, in terms of photography.
0: So I've been a football fan for for many many years. I grew up in the Tampa Bay area, which is which is not an awesome sports town by any means, <laughs> and home of the <laughs> Tampa Bay Choking Ears. Um, oh oh, ouch! But um, I I mean I remember being in high school and marching for their halftime shows. So that was you know probably ten years ago. Anyway, um, of, course. of course, so um, kind of grew up just being a Bucks fan and really loving it. And uh, friend of mine. Uh, well, actually my brother's friend, he's a friend of mine now, but my brother's friend uh, invited us to come up to a Florida State football game. Uh mm-hmm. so uh, up in Tallahassee, Florida, and I've been a, been a uh Florida State fan for years because my brother was a Florida State fan. So I didn't go to Florida State or anything, but my brother was their fan and you know, he's my big brother, so I adopted them as my adopted college team. And so to get to to shoot a game was cool. So uh, my friend loaned me a bunch of equipment and I got on the sidelines with him and shot a, uh, an FSU game. And it was weird. I actually did pretty good. Like I'd never mm-hmm. shot football before. And I had a couple of shots that were like, Hey, you know, and, and when you have a success like that, you feel like, gosh, I could do this. Like, this is something right. I can do. You know, I, so I was very excited. And so that kind of got me launched on really wanting to shoot football and I was able to kind of pick up a couple of uh, college games here and there. Um, because you know, it's, it's weird. It's tough with sports photography and like a college or pro level, because mm. you have to show some work to get somebody to let you actually shoot a game. Your
1: credential, right? Say,
0: I'm an automotive photographer and I'd love to shoot a football game. They're like, yeah, but if you go, Hey, here's 10 shots and, and they're decent. You know, you say, Hey, I'd like to come shoot for your, PR or shoot for the school or shoot for a sponsor and all. Um, I was actually able to get a player to to get me a pass, um, so I could shoot him for the game. So I got a, oh. a, a game here or there, and I had enough, you know, uh, to where I could, you know, approach some people and then I got a break to shoot uh my first uh NFL game. And so I got to shoot the Chicago Bears uh up in Chicago uh at Soldier Field, which was just the most exciting thing. Um when I walked out of that tunnel, what <laughs> a story yeah, and it's such it's such a number one, it is you know it's like a, a protected site, right? The soldier field mm-hmm. uh, is is a relic, and they can't be torn down. and in fact, they had to go through quite an architectural engineering feat to maintain parts of the original stadium t- to build the new stadium around it, and it's it's a really it's a great place to see a game, and it's also very tall. So when you walk out that tunnel, it's like, wow, you know, it just I was overwhelmed. Like, I'll I'll just never forget that. I will never forget walking out that that tunnel and just being like, I can't believe I'm getting to do this. I can't believe I'm up in Chicago Mm -hmm. getting to shoot a pro team. And it was uh, I still remember it was the uh, Bears versus the Browns and the Mm. Bears won because the Browns never win never win (laughs) well my son is is going out on a limb this year and predicting the browns are going to go to the super bowl i know they've got a great quarterback it's it's a ways to the super bowl but he's really he's he's really big on it so he's he's,
1: yeah and and i know the bandwagon is getting full for the browns team this year but he's putting all
0: the the chips into the center of the table but i I don't know but anyway that was it and and that kind of got me going and then i it it was very hard. It's very hard to get on a, on a, an NFL sideline. You really have to be right. with some kind of a media outlet. So finally, I went to my wife and said, "Honey, I, I want to try to get on with a wire service so I can shoot at least the Tampa Bay Bucks home games." And so uh, a friend of mine was shooting for a wire service, and he he got me the link to go and apply. And so I went and applied, and and I had you know some NFL shots, some college shots because they they want to see a, a you know. Fifteen shots or whatever to see that you can mm-hmm. shoot, but they also wanted to know you have to have this level of equipment. Like you have to have, mm-hmm. you know, it would be you need to have a Nikon D5 or a Canon One DX. You know, you'd have to have mm-hmm. real professional sports stuff. You'd have to have a four hundred mm. Right, yeah. So I, I luckily I had most of that stuff at that point. So I filled out the application and I finally heard back, and they said, "Okay, we don't have anybody." Well, here's what happened first: we don't have anybody to back up our guy in Tampa. They had a guy already, but they said he can't make every game. Can you cover for him? I'm like, "Oh yeah, Uh, oh yeah, all over it." So I got like two or three games the first year, and the second year I got maybe two games, and the third year he quit, and I got the I got the whole gig, and I did it for six years. And really, super enjoyed it. It was it was a blast. And uh, uh-huh. so then uh, I got to uh, you know I still like I got to shoot this year for the Dolphins, and uh, I've been invited to go shoot as many games as I can with the Falcons. Um, but I, I had to resign from that uh, at, that that uh, wire service because of my stinking knee. So oh man, <laughs> my knee, my right knee is not awesome, uh, and. Okay. I really realized that I was sunk because here's the thing football is one of those sports you have to be on your knees for.
1: You right.
0: Just, you just have to. And the last year I shot, which was two years ago uh, for, for the wire service, I couldn't get on my knees very much. My knee was really hurting me. And mm. uh, I, I would, I, if it was like a goal line stand, I'd go down, but getting back up was really tough. And mm. so I'm looking at my shots from standing up and they're just, they're not awesome. They're they're okay. I'm I'm covering the action, but they don't have the dynamics that you do. And you think from a a low
1: angle, sure.
0: There's that much difference between standing and kneeling. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It changes everything. And it goes from dynamic shot to okay shot. And I went through my whole year and never put a single shot in my portfolio. There was never a shot where I looked at it and thought, man, that looks awesome. And I know it's because I wasn't down on my knee. You were standing, right? And so I, I wound up shooting, um, what was it, the Outback Bowl. So I think it was South Carolina versus, I can't remember. But at the end of the game, South Carolina won. I do remember that. Gamecocks won. I go out to center field. There's confetti. They're holding up the trophy. I get down low. I put a wide angle, like a 14 millimeter to get this big epic shot. And I couldn't stand back up oh man i was stuck on the ground (laughs) and another uh, photographer they all start leaving you know they're going and they're going to sing the alma mater and all and i'm like down on one knee and i'm just i can't get up and another photographer comes over again i I didn't even know who it was just a guy came over and said you okay and i'm like yeah yeah i'm just having a hard time getting up he's like you you want a hand i'm like no i'm okay and he's like you sure and i tried to get up on my own and i couldn't and thankfully, oh he helped me up. And I realized right then I'm I'm not being fair to the the wire service, you know, that somebody mm-hmm. certainly do this that doesn't have a knee issue. Uh, and and so that was it for me as far as that. I still get invited, you know, like I'll be doing some Falcon stuff this year and maybe some dolphins um, okay. and hopefully maybe pick up. I really, really enjoy college football. I actually enjoy shooting college football more. There's, really? Why is that? Well, there's a lot more scoring. <laughs> College football teams will run up the the, the score, um, and and also there's a different there's a there's a different vibe. The the players are more um, emotive. Is that, yeah, a different is that a right intensity.
1: Word? I'm thinking.
0: Is that a right word? Is that a right word? They they show their emotions more. They're more mm. excited. The fans are more excited. And the fans are not nearly as fickle as NFL fans. you're mm-hmm. a school, it's your school and you're always in it. And there's a lot of pomp and circumstance. And um there's a lot of tradition around college football. Sure. So you know, I, I really, I really enjoy shooting college. Uh and I and I still get to shoot it, you know, here and there. I've I've gotten to shoot um a reasonable amount of college and college bowls got to shoot the college national championship a couple of years ago. Oh, good. Um, and so that was a lot of fun. So it's, you know, I, I just, college I think is for a photographer and even for a fan offers more opportunities. You're not watching a bunch of people playing for money. You're watching people playing for their school and it's, it's a different level of intensity and joy and, and commitment. Right.
1: <laughs> sure. So so you jumped right over high school and went straight to college and pros in, in, in your photography career, it sounds like. You've just straight yeah, to the big luck. times.
0: That was that was total luck. It was literally, you know, they say it's who you know. I knew a guy and he invited me to right. a game. And if he hadn't invited me, I probably would have never, you know, I would have never had the opportunity. And it's just once I did that one college game and I felt like I mean it's one thing if you go home and you go, Man, that I just was terrible. But I went home mm-hmm. and thought I did okay. I, can do this, right? I, I, did I was like, all right, I got some okay shots here. So yeah, you know, that was kind of what got me launched off. And then it was just, you know, t- t- taking on extra jobs. You know, it's 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 a long day when you're shooting for a service. So so tell me about that.
1: I, I did see a post you'd done about your workflow and it, it starts really early and you're you're busy and, and speed is the is the watchword, but maybe just a quick overview of what that day is like for you
0: yeah so the day is getting to the stadium before everybody else you've uh, you have to get to the stadium very very early i mean hours early so you know you figure a game's going to be three three and a half hours maybe um mm-hmm. go to overtime and crazy stuff but uh so if it's a one o'clock game you got to be there at like 10 30 in the morning so, okay. yeah, drive to the stadium, get there. You got to get checked in and all that kind of stuff and get set up. You got to go to a photo workroom, get your workstation set up, et cetera. So, you know, you get there at 10 30. By the time you walk out on the field, it's 11 o'clock. You're only, you know, two hours from kickoff. And you, you start shooting the warm ups. You're shooting the warm ups and you're getting individual players and you're getting, you know, you're also warming up yourself.
1: You know, mm-hmm.
0: you haven't shot in a week, maybe two weeks, if there was an away game. So you need to warm up too and you need to make sure all your camera settings are correct and everything. So you are out there, you're warming up and they're warming up. So then then by then before game time, you've got to upload. So you've got to pick, I don't know, 15, 20 pictures uh, of key players. Of the warm ups. Yeah, you okay. don't to go, well, here's a guy. You know, you wanna you wanna get the quarterback and you wanna get whoever the hot receiver and running backs are, you wanna get a couple of the coach, you know, whatever whoever the story is about that week, you wanna make sure you get lots of shots. Nice, good, mm-hmm. tight shots of them. So then you have to, and the the problem with all of this and the the, the no fun part is the metadata. So, you know, right. I tag the images while I'm shooting. So like if I'm shooting and I see I got the shot, I hit the lock button on the back of my camera. Mm-hmm. It locks that picture. So then when I upload the photos, and by the way, everybody in the sports world uses the application Photo Mechanic. Right, that is it's super fast and it's quickly. It is born for journalism and sports photography and stuff because you can say, "Only show me the images I tagged." So if I okay. shot four hundred and fifty images at the warm up, let's say I tagged twelve or thirteen, I can say, "Just show me those," and when they import it, you'll only see those. Ah, uh, so now okay. you're not, you're not trying to cull through four hundred images and find a good one. It's saying, "Here's the ones you picked." About these twelve, mm-hmm. well, then once you find those twelve, you know you have to sharpen them and crop them and add some contrast or you know whatever. You have a limited mm-hmm. number of things you can do to sports photos that are for publication, mm-hmm. so it's very minor what you can do. But you are do you
1: having stuff. to shoot in JPEG too, like
0: like some of the? Yeah, I shoot mm-hmm. in JPEG. Okay. Yeah, I shoot in JPEG because I want to be able to unload. Like if someone's doing a run back of a kick, I want to go and not have to stop and fill the buffer. right it's crushed me a couple of times where i missed an incredible shot because my buffer got full on a Mm -hmm. canon 1dx you can shoot until your card is full it will not stutter or stop it'll just go indefinitely at like 14 frames a second good good goodness it's crazy (laughs) well luckily plays don't last that long you know you're right 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 you know 12 seconds or something on on a run back but but if you're shooting JPEG or raw, it'll go tick right. And you're like, "No! And the guy's leaping over the over the with the ball out in his hand." That's right, like, right at the hero. In, and your goes tink tink and you miss the leap and it just breaks your heart and on, the guy next to you's got it cuz he was shooting in JPEG. Anyway. Right. So then you got to you got to you got to describe what's happening in every single photo. You have to say who the player is, what their name Mm -hmm. is, what their number is, what they're doing, where it was at. So you have to describe all 12 of those. And, and I'm I'm not not bring someone with you to, to help with that kind of thing. Oh, I wish they don't give me, I'm not with sports illustrated. (laughs) Sports (laughs) illustrated is a runner. They get a runner that comes and taps them on the shoulder and they may, somebody from SI or maybe Getty might even have two runners one person out there to hand them gear like here's your 400 oh here's your you know 14 or oh, that's nice tap you on the shoulder take your card and go run it in there edit it and upload it all
1: mm-hmm. and for
0: big games they'll do that for big like important games monday night football games ball games playoff games they will have all kinds of runners and stuff but i'm a one-man show so i got to oh, man in there and do all that <laughs> get it uploaded and then go back out and shoot the first quarter then come back and send in a few shots from the first quarter. If anything happened reasonably, I try to get a good, tight shot of both quarterbacks facing the correct way, you know, so you have to be mm-hmm. on each side of the field to get a nice, tight, clean shot. And then if anything happened, you happen to catch a, a good, you know, score, you go upload those. And then so you're missing part of the second quarter. Then mm-hmm. when the quarter's over, it's halftime. You have like 12 minutes to get another right. 15 photos in. Then you shoot the whole game, and then you're the last one to leave the stadium. I'm leaving the stadium after I've uploaded another 35 photos and tagged them all. There's nobody out there. I'm walking out to my car at 1.30 in the morning carrying $25,000 oh, worth of camera gear, looking over my shoulder every step. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, it's, leaving the stadium at night is my least favorite part of it. And I was shooting a Falcons game in Atlanta, and you're right downtown And and go out there, and it was scary as heck. And the the sweetest words I ever heard came from a car that went, "Are you Scott Kelby? I'm your Uber driver." (laughs) Yes, yes, I'm saved. I thought I'm going to die out here because there's groups of just you know kids looking for trouble out there, and you're like, no, you know. So yeah, parking lot. There's always in Tampa. There's always just groups of kids. You know, 17 years old, just milling around like, hey, what's in the bag? And you're like, what's in the bag, it? Scott? It's pretty underwear. <laughs> that's what's in there. I'm taking it out tomorrow. You know? So what are you
1: looking for when you're shooting? Other than the obvious, as, as a fan, you know ex- where where the action is and how to anticipate it. But specifically, what are you thinking about when you are or when you could kneel? Sorry if that's too <laughs> soon.
0: <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking for the peak moment of action. I'm Mm -hmm. trying to get the ball on the fingertips of the receiver or right before it hits their hand. I'm trying Mm -hmm. to get the quarterback where the ball is leaving or the quarterback is getting sacked, which is one of my favorite pictures to get. Um, I'm looking (laughs) for something that tells the story because just running with the ball is just every play. So you're just looking for something interesting. You're also looking for somebody I like. To get a, a good shot, if you can get it, of somebody getting hit and they're flipping up in the air, you know somebody upside down. Anytime somebody oh, I remember those down, shots,
1: Scott. Yeah, you have one. You have one of a Saints player upside down. It was I was a little shaken when I saw it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you can get somebody flipping in the air. It's always just yeah, it was a good yeah. shot though. Yeah, well, thank you. But uh, yeah, so that's what I'm kind of looking for is trying to capture. You know, and obviously, you'd love to capture the touchdown shot. Um, Mm -hmm. some of your best shots you know it's uh, there's there's something interesting about i'm going to say something bad about baseball and 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 i want to apologize to the baseball fans in advance but sure it it, you can go and shoot six baseball games and not get an interesting shot you know because so many people that they're jogging in the runs and there's just the game ends one-to-one or two-to-one. Right, nothing right. Nothing really happens. You shoot the whole game. I mean, how many times can you shoot a guy at bat? Mm-hmm, you you mm-hmm. shoot every single player at bat, and you're hoping something happens. Break the bat. Hit somebody. Do something. Right, right. Not, hey, they don't do that very often. Nothing exciting really happens at the at, – Sliding
1: know. into home plate face first Yeah, or nobody
0: something. slides into home face. They jog in anymore. It's always a grand slam. So you can go like five or six games before you get a decent baseball shot that you go, hey, national shot. In football, the game can end three three, and you can get an amazing shot because an amazing this shot can great. happen on any play in football. It can be a busted play, and it's an amazing shot. It can be a shot where something the the uh, the center hikes the ball over the quarterback's head and he's running for it. I mean, there's a reach
1: report, right, right. You
0: know, all kinds of stuff, fumbles, just crazy stuff, weird hits. So with football, you can watch a lousy game and still get great shots. At baseball, a lousy game is going to get you lousy shots.
1: <laughs> so even if you're not with the NFL, where do you position yourself best for, for covering a football game?
0: Oh, end zone. End zone, end zone. maybe to the end, or maybe the t- to the ten yard line on the sidelines. When you're in the mm-hmm. end zone, you you have a clear shot. You don't have uh, cameramen standing in front of you from the from the network because video has priority at a at a football game. They're really worried about the video guys. Photographers are a nuisance that they they put up with. And so we're we're behind the video guys. We're also behind the chain gang. We're behind officials. We're behind everybody. There's a small right. group of people who are designed to make sure we never get the shot. But when you're in the end zone, there's virtually nobody in front of you. In the end right. zone, it's also easier to read. To read the plays from the end zone and see where the action's going, you know, you can really okay. see where the quarterback's looking, and you can see the receiver got open, and you can your chances of catching the shot are are better. So uh, mm-hmm. I really like to shoot from either the end zone or maybe up to the ten yard line, uh, but that's that's about it. That's my my sweet spot, and every once in a while I wind up on the. I shouldn't say every once in a while. I do wind up on the sidelines cuz sometimes you have to chase the game. If they throw a long right. pass and they're down on the other 30-yard line, you may not have a chance to run the entire especially, you know, when you're uh, my age, which is 100, you don't um, <laughs> you're not going to sprint down. Now I will see kids that are shooting this that are like, you know, 22 years old, they're they're sprinting down there and I'm like,
1: right. That's not sprinting with, with, with two bodies and, and,
0: oh yeah. They're carrying all this, stuff trapper lenses. they're sprinting. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to walk very fast. I'm going right. to almost jog, but I, I'm not sure if I can sprint down there. So, uh, and there's a ton of stuff to trip over, which if you're not 20 and you trip, you just ha, ha you pop up like you you're, pop, like, pop up, pop up, right. Boat, you know, and you're, you're in your fifties, you fall and they're like, they're landing that helicopter that comes and takes you to the trauma center. So you, you just there's cables, there's all kinds of crap on the sidelines, and plus the embarrassment of just face planting. Um, mm. But anyway, so uh, yeah, yeah, it's like you're you're not going to get all the way to the end zone, so you got to stop at the thirty five and shoot from there, and so and and you wind up doing that quite a bit. So it, it's
1: it's. And you mentioned bit. video, Scott. Did did you did you ever have to ship any video assets when you worked for the for the wire
0: service? No, no, none, none at all, zero. Most memorable game and or play? It would have to be... Any Super Bowls in there? No. There was, it was the game before the Super Bowl. It was the game to determine who goes to the Super Bowl. Soldier Field. Um, oh. I'm shooting uh, for the Bears. And so I so they get all my images. And there were two things that happened in the game. At the very beginning of the game... Uh, the Packers take the opening kick, they drive down the field, Aaron Rodgers rolls out to, to 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 throw a pass to the end zone, there's nobody there, and he realizes he's got a lane, so he runs for it. I'm mm-hmm. on the goal line, but I'm set back, so I'm on the goal line, there's you know a, an area, a buffer, then there's the video line, which is a dotted line, and then I'm behind that. He starts to dive for the pylon, and I figure... There's no way he's gonna get to me. He's way over <laughs> there. He's running. I'm right here. I got a clear shot. He's not gonna get to me. Bam! Not only does he hit me, he snaps oh. my monopod in two. Oh Literally wow! Snaps my $475 Getzle monopod. Bang! Oh my. And I oh don't my I don't now. I'm on my knees, right? So right. I'm not falling very far so i was i was laughing and i had my second camera so i'm holding the 400 on a monopod and then i've got uh my second one is like a wide angle i don't know it was maybe a 24 to 105 so mm-hmm. i pick up the shot and aaron Rodgers is leaning against me like he's up tucked on me so i take out my camera and i'm click 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 <laughs> <Snow fever. laughs> oh yeah i'm like right there and so he gets up and he scored they gave him the, the, the touchdown which is unfortunate. Oh, nice. uh, but uh I well look, for the bear. Yeah. And there's my camera laying upside down with the monopod attached and broken in half and I'm like oh, oh my nobody nobody has an extra monopod. There's no No, way. not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew the team photographer, you know, uh, Bill Smith and I went over to Bill, Bill, do you got an extra monopod? No, he gave me that look like nobody has an extra monopod. So I had to handhold the uh the 400 the whole rest of the day, which oh, is Oh man. You never want to do a a buddy of mine did that. So a buddy of mine went to a Falcons game with me and he said he was going to handhold. And I said, bro, do not do it. Do not handhold. He's like, I just feel like the monopod's going to going to decrease my stuff. I go, it is. It's you're not going to get as good as shots on a monopod. You're going to have some shots where you miss it, but you're going to be able to walk the next day. (laughs) It was his first NFL game and he said, I don't care. And he shot it and i saw him a few months later and he had been he had been in physical therapy the entire time he said it was 6 months before he could actually walk regularly. oh my from holding a 400 for a, for a whole football game
1: yeah it gets heavier as as the game goes on
0: it's man crazy ever so Anyway, so I, I kind of had to, you know, do what I could. So I didn't hold it up as much as he did. You know, I'd wait till the very last second and then raise it to my mm-hmm. eye and shoot. And I did That's what right. I could, but uh, I did have half a monopod. So when I got on my knees, I could kind of lay down a little bit. And right, right. You <laughs> know, my monopod, my monopod stump, but I still have oh it. I kept that monopod. It was probably seven years ago uh, or six years ago or something. I still have it. I kept it. It's a, you know, it was interesting. I wrote about it on my blog. So I wrote a blog post about it called, Aaron Rodgers owes me four hundred dollars or something like that, and I made up, get it and I made up this fictitious story uh about how you know Aaron Rodgers was talking to me and all this and and a player comes over and goes hey, man you you broke his monopod, I think it's a get so and how he <laughs> and how we shoved money in my hand and all this It was a funny story it was written as a joke, right, and, right. Picked up by Sports Illustrated's forums and it was all over it was everywhere. And I still have people to this day come up and go, hey man, I read your story about Aaron Rodgers. Because I put captions. The captions were all made up. It never happened, but it was so funny. And it, it was oh, wow. I was in tears. But uh, Oh wow, that's great. It, it was really fun. And I have to send you the link to it because it's still out there.
1: Okay. Yeah, I was gonna go look for it. That's great. So so you're shooting with a 400, you're shooting with a 24 to 70, so you have what two bodies, and with these two lenses, what else do you use in terms of lenses for your workflow?
0: Oh, that's it. I mean, usually it's two lenses, and I, and I would constantly change what my second lens would be, because you're always second-guessing yourself. Sometimes mm-hmm. I do a 24 to 105, sometimes I would do a 70 to 200. Really, I probably did mostly a 70 to 200. The thing with having a wide angle is, the play's got to be right on you. Like Mm -hmm. got to be the player scores and he starts to celebrate, and he's right in front of you. Because Mm twenty four at a football game, they're a mile away. It's like a ten yard line; they see they might as well be fifty five yards away. Just everybody's so small, they have to Mm -hmm. come. Like it is a what do they call it? A a high risk, high reward lens. So if the guy comes right in front of you and starts celebrating, and the whole team runs up, and you can get the whole stands and everybody's standing up, and you got the guy bigger than life right there it's money but right where the way it happens is he scores on the other side of the end zone and he runs <laughs> and he's in front of the other photographers and you're sitting there with the 24 going oh <laughs> no oh money yeah so so yeah, you I, don't
1: need speed then you these are f4 lenses you're talking about you don't need the two eights for for everything you shoot yeah, not, like for,
0: not for a not for a daytime uh if it's a daytime mm-hmm. game, yeah, you can get away with an F four. Um, but uh oh my gosh, hey, I'm just I just found that article. It's called Aaron Rodgers Owns Owes Me a New Monopod. Called. <laughs> and if you just shoot for Scott, if you go to Google and you go Scott Kelby plus Aaron yeah, Rodgers, it, it. it comes right up. It got 194 comments. And oh it, was ready, it was ready, that was January twenty fourth of two thousand eleven. Oh, that's fairly really, recent. Really, really Years yeah. ago, and it, it, the picture at the top shows me holding my broken monopod with a. Um, but it's it's one of my favorite posts ever. Yeah, that that sounds like a lot of fun. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, we're getting that's hit on the sidelines. You know, it's not not so bad. And, get- and
1: I and, and I noticed that you also do some some fun creative stuff, like I've seen a number of fisheye or some extra wide of not just in the stadium the folks come out the lens do you carve out time each game to go do some fun but artsy kinds of work
0: yeah y- y- after a while you're, you know you're, you're getting the same shots again and again and again and you want to be able to turn in something different you want to make yourself you know as valuable as you can to the people that are p- p- allowing you to be there for them so i would take a like a fish eye and go to the, the go to the uh like the uh goalposts before the game or i go way up mm-hmm. in the hands in the third quarter when the when everyone's come back from food and the stadium's packed and I would just stand there and wait for something big to happen. So the fans leap to their feet and then I would try to get, you know, a nice stadium shot. Uh, yeah, I would try mm-hmm. to get detail shots too. I really like, uh, it was Dave black, who is a kind of a living legend of sports photography. Sure. Uh, Dave, uh, was like, man, you, you there's more to the, the game than what's happening on the field. There's the whole story surrounding it. So I started shooting detail stuff, and I really like that. And in my sports uh, portfolio, I actually have a, a a section called detail. And it's just all those shots that are things that surround the game that are not necessarily mm-hmm. happening on the field. So uh, and Reaction I really shots, that. things like that. Yeah, it, well, reaction shots, maybe a close-up of a player's tattoos. Um, okay. Maybe, uh, OK, their helmet full of dirt and a little bit of grass in it, you know, or right, right. You know, their, uh, a Gatorade bottle tipped over and the, the clipboard or, you know, just things that are kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, Slice of life story, but, you know, aren't necessarily action shots. And I really enjoyed that. That that was a thing that kind of really increased my enjoyment of the game, because there is. There, there is a reasonable amount of standing around and doing nothing in sports photography. They go to a commercial break. It's the mm-hmm. break quarters, and you used to stand there and sit next to the guy. So yeah, so what do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. who's gonna <laughs> win the game? You know, now you walk around and you're looking for stuff. You know, you're looking for shots. And in between, when there's a timeout and they're doing reviewing a play, you're you're looking at, at in the, uh, you know, in the in the bench and seeing who's doing what. And it's just it mm-hmm. becomes. It, it it keeps you busier. The game goes quicker and you get, you have an opportunity for some more interesting stuff. So that really, when, when he turned me on to that, that and remote cameras, Ooh, I love setting up remotes, remotes. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah. Tell me about that. Oh yeah. So it was Dave, Dave Black at dinner one night with, uh, he and his wife and myself, and my wife all having dinner. He started talking about remotes and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And he said, you know, it's easy, you know, just, and he said, you know, throw a pocket wizard on there, you know, put it someplace interesting and just keep the remote in your pocket or put it on your, you know, when you shoot, it shoots. I'm like, there's gotta be more to it than that. And he's like, <laughs> no, And I said, I said, all right, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go to, I'm shooting a baseball game, a, a major league baseball game next week. I'll, I want to set up a remote. And I took like a, what's it called? It's a made by Bogan. It's a clamp. It's a something clamp. I can't think of what it's called. Smart clamp, mm-hmm. super clamp. I forget. Something like that. Took a clamp and I mounted a camera to the ceiling of the dugout. Now in, in, uh, the the photographers are at the end of the dugout. So we have a little area. There's a TV camera usually, and there's just open poles there like metal poles. So I just, I hooked my camera upside down, turned it, you know, mm right side up, but it was, it, and, and I aimed at second base, I focused on second base, and then I switched to manual focus.
1: Right. locked so the in.
0: focus would never change. And so then I, I had a pocket wizard and I just, I would put it on top of my camera. And if all of a sudden the play started to happen at second base, I would just start, even if my camera wasn't aiming at the right place, I knew mm-hmm. second remote, Holy cow, I got great shots. I have a shot of my portfolio today from that remote huh. camera, the very first one I ever sat up, and that was it. Then I'm taking remotes everywhere. Uh, I had five remote cameras at the NFC camp Championship game when the uh, – Five? I had Wow. Five. Yeah, I had them like – well, mostly for the player entrances, like when the players come mm-hmm. out and smoke and fire and explosions and all. Man, I had remotes everywhere. I've mounted remotes up in the ceiling of domes. Uh, I remounted, mounted them for uh, hockey games, straight up above the ice, right above the goal. Um, so it's, um, it's just uh, remotes are a blast, and they're they're so much easier than people think.
1: Yeah, I, I heard Doug Mills, talk for, uh, who shoots for the New York Times, talking about putting a remote in, in the ceiling of the White House, and he had some really great shots that were the opposite of what the pool for photographed it was re- kind of fun so oh,
0: yeah that would give you it gives you a perspective you can't get any other way and only one mm-hmm. is getting it you know it's not like you're gonna have 15 photographers up there rigging anything and right. uh so uh and then i started using these things called platypods which are it's a metal plate right. you mount your your ball head on and that's what i use now and so it's funny because i went and shot a uh dolphins game this year and i go to uh i go to like set up my my platypod and then here's two other photographers with platypods they look at me they're like hey look we got platypods i'm like you're stealing my shot here no, but,
1: I know, right. <laughs> anyway funny.
0: i got a really good shot out of it nevertheless but uh mm-hmm. Uh, and and I I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging because I don't say I got a really good shot very often. It's very rare when I go, hey, I got a good shot. But you
1: like that, right?
0: But they were using mostly my stuff for social media, so if I would shoot mm-hmm. one thing, I go turn the card in, and then they put it on social. And it's fun to see those shots because they they have a treatment that they put on it in Lightroom. They have a preset that they put on that makes everything look awesome. And so it, it, was, it was cool. Well, a few minutes later, there's the shot. I'm like, hey, that's cool. So
1: yeah, there you go. Well, excellent. So, what are you shooting? Are you shooting sports these days? Let's start wrapping up here.
0: Um, I, I'll be shooting a, like a couple of Falcons games. I think. Well, m- hopefully more than a couple.
1: But but outside of football, can you shoot well, any other sports?
0: Yeah, and and when I was shooting for the wire service, while I was doing, I had a hard card, which means I could just go shoot every game without having to request credentials. Uh, you mm-hmm. have a card with your picture on it, you just walk in the stadium. Uh, I I would shoot a lot of other sports. I would shoot pro basketball. I would shoot um, right hockey i would shoot baseball i would shoot you know whatever indie i did a lot of indie car a lot of motorsports stuff um because we have an indie race that comes here every year and a lot of times it was if something interesting came here if a golf tournament came here i would go shoot the golf tournament like they would send me a note and said hey we noticed that you know such and such tournaments coming to town a tennis tournament whatever it is are you available Mm -hmm. to cover it and if i was available you know i would always try to do it so um but I, you know, when I'm not, since I'm not with the wire service anymore, uh, I was able to get an intern that worked for us to take the job. He's quite a good photographer, and he got my my position, so that was great. Oh, nice win. And uh, he's a young guy; he can run down that sideline, right? Hour, <laughs> he he's bam, <laughs> you go. Um, good stuff. But yeah, but since I'm not with the wire service, you know, I would have to be invited by somebody, or really try to go and shoot it. Now, if I contacted the wire service, I you know, I, I still have an account with them and I can say, Hey, I would love to shoot this game and doing a good standing. Know, right. And so, yeah, I mean, I left in, in as good, I tried to find them a replacement the whole nine yards, you know, cause they were very good to me to let me even do that in the first place. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, the, I, I really enjoyed working with them. So it was, I had nothing but love for them. Um, but yeah, I, um, I, without that I don't really get to shoot much sports. So really it's pretty much, you know, purple, purple. So, so, yeah.
1: And 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 were you shooting anything else in in terms of pro pro um on assignment? Was that the the extent of your assignment work? As you a all the assignment
0: stuff was all those things that I mentioned. You know, just,
1: it was just pro. Well, it was just sports rather.
0: Yeah. Well, and sometimes it was college. I would shoot a pro bowl. You know, I mean not a pro bowl A bowl game, every right? Year, right. So because uh, in Tampa we get we get a couple of bowls here. So and you know usually the Outback Bowl or the Beef O'Brady's Bowl. So we'd have a couple of bowls, and I would usually pick up one of those. Uh so there was you know if it was a college, I would love you know woo, I would you know I got to shoot that national championship game right nice. uh, my son went to the just graduated from the University of Alabama roll tide, and I got to shoot <laughs> some their their games, which was a lot of fun, but i'm I'm gonna give a shout out to a buddy of mine, so uh, go ahead, Donald Page was the team photographer for the Tennessee vols. okay, and I got to shoot a bunch of vols games with them, and I really enjoyed it. I love the vols, and they it's such a great group of photographers just Mm -hmm. like you cannot go any place friendlier in the world to photographers than the Tennessee stadium. Oh, nice. Everybody. It's a different world. You've just never. They're so friendly and nice and they feed you good. (laughs) And I mean, (laughs) the lunch is like, whoa, it's like it's very (laughs) cooking. But uh, it's it's just such a wonderful atmosphere that every chance that I got, I would go up and shoot a game. Well, here's why I want to give him a shout out. So. Um, I take my son when we're looking for schools to out to uh, Tennessee, but he fell in love with Alabama, just fell mm-hmm. in love with the campus and the people. They are incredibly friendly, just like Tennessee. He fell in love with it and he loved it all through. He loved every minute of it. And now that he's graduated, he's sad. But <laughs> anyway, um, there was a, there uh, two years in a row, Tennessee was playing Alabama. Now they're rivals. And, mm-hmm. you know, Alabama for the last four or five years has been ranked number one. They're ranked number one again this year, right? Uh, and and Tennessee was was their program was struggling, um, and he he knowing that my son goes to Alabama, knowing that I would be rooting for Alabama to win, he said, "Look, I know you're an Alabama fan, but oh boy, we're playing Alabama, and I'm going to invite you to come and shoot with the Vols." Dad, wow, that's a really good friend. When he knows, yeah, especially the other team to win. But so I tried to do the best job I could for them to honor what he did for me. He's letting me go to a game that my son's at and shoot his team and all this. And so to honor that, I really I tried to shoot lights out for them and not just focus on the Alabama players.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we know that SEC rivalry is pretty oh, intense. Oh so. man,
0: it is. And I know all the Alabama players by name. You know, I'm like, yeah, oh, nice. you know. So it's like.
1: <laughs> but it was
0: uh, it was great, and I got to do it two years in a row. And I never would have got to shoot in the Alabama stadium without it, because Alabama will not let me come shoot, and that's a whole other story. But oh boy, they're, they're like, no, you're not coming to shoot. But um, <laughs> oh but no, okay. I was able to shoot in the in the stadium twice, and, and that was a thrill. And then once away, I think I actually got, I guess I got to shoot him three years, but uh, that was such a treat. And what a good friend to say, look, I know you're rooting for the other team. Right, but yeah. yeah, but come on through. Yeah, that's a good guy.
1: Well, anything else you want to share about sports, Scott? That before we, this has been a lot of fun, by the way.
0: Oh, well, I get you know, talking about my two favorite things, right? Photography and sports. That's it's that's awesome. I can do, this is I good this stuff. I feel, like in a <laughs> bar. I feel like we're at a bar just talking about that's it. right. <laughs> Another round, please. Yeah, talking about sports, give me some peanuts, but um, <laughs> uh, uh, not, nothing. I, I think sports is if you're a sports fan. Mm-hmm. I, just such a treat to, because it is different on the sidelines. Scott, thank you so much for,
1: for spending some time with me and talking sports. Two of oh, my favorite man. things as well. So yeah, yeah, this has been a treat.
0: My pleasure, Lynn. That was awesome.
1: Thanks for sharing in my conversation with Scott Kelby. I'm hoping you found it entertaining as well as I'm hoping that you learned a lot. Now, I pulled out my takeaways, and there are a good bit of them, so I share them on the podcast show notes. Go to episode 117, go to eosphotographer.com forward slash podcast, and look for episode 117. Now, I'll also have links to Scott's blog posts about Aaron Rodgers and the Broken Monopod, um, Scott's sports photography portfolio, a post on his workflow for sports, some of his classes on Kelby One you have a ton of resources as you might expect from a scott kelby episode all right we've covered a lot of information so let's call it a day and depart for now i'm going to be back next week and i look forward to talking with you then but until then let's go create something amazing with our cameras take care